This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, <clears throat> today I want to speak to you about the greatness of the Gdole Ador and particularly an incident or a psak that Rav Gershon Edelstein, Zecher Tzadik Livracha, issued before he passed away. And this gives us a perspective of our Gdolim. And it is something that, that really makes you understand that the greatness of a Gadol is that they're able to encompass all different facets and aspects of Midot. You know, Rav Gershon Edelstein, who we just finished the Shiva of the Gadol Ador, one of the great Rabbanim of the generation, was someone of very um, fine and gentle character. He was known to be very understanding of people who had challenges in Yiddishkeit. Some people were not very, um, um, you know, they, they weren't, you know, going along with the program, as we call it. And Rav Gershon was asked, okay, so maybe they should be kicked out of the house sometimes, and maybe they, they, they can't be much beyond others. He was very strong against pushing people away. As a matter of fact, he would, he mentioned once a psak of the Chazonish, that was, that's phenomenal, that there was once a, um, a wealthy individual in the 60s that, uh, 50s, I think, actually, that his, uh, his son was, wanted to become not religious and he wanted parents to buy him a car. So they asked the Chazanish and the mother of the boy said, absolutely, we do not want to buy him a car if he's going to be driving it on Shabbat. It's a reasonable request. They're buying the car. The Chazanish said, under no circumstances, no strings attached. The boy is going off the derech and he is, doesn't understand what you want from him. And, and you're just gonna break the kesher. I mean, that's my understanding of the chazanish. And, it, no strings attached. And the mother refused. And uh, Rav Gershon said, indeed, the mother, uh, won. And they, they bought the car with those strings attached. And, uh, the boy broke off from the family toast. So I don't need it. I don't need you. I don't need it. And, uh, they lost that child to, to Torah mitzvot. So, uh, Rav Gershon would bring that as an example. You have to know, when you're able to push away or not push away. So that's the impression that people get from Reb Gershon, somebody very, very gentle and very understanding. On the other hand, <clears throat> let me tell you a story that's been happening for the past year uh, in regards to the world of halacha and Reb Gershon's, one of Reb Gershon's final psakim in this regard. There is a challenge of living space especially in B'nai Brak. So a contractor thought that instead of building only four floors, which all the buildings in B'nai Brak are, and the reason why they're four floors, because there's no elevators in Ansha, but you can't take an elevator. So he built a high-riser, and he said, okay, there's going to be a problem on Shabbat. They're going to build a, this contractor came up with engineers to build a Shabbat elevator that really avoids any problem that there could be regarding elevators. He really circumvented any issues whatsoever. And he came to Reb Gershon, and he came to Reb Gershon with the, oh, I'm sorry, he came to 
great Rabbanim that are involved in Hilchot Shabbat with this plan, and they looked into it. And after much deliberation, they, uh, they came out that it was mutar. My, um, my, my experience in Eretz Yisrael, I used to pray in a, I used to be part of a kehila called Kehilat B'nei Torah. It's in Harnof. And that's the Rav. His name is Rabbi Yitzchak Mordechai Cohen Rubin. And he's the author of very popular sfarim on Hilchot Shabbat called Orchot Shabbat. And he's a very big expert in Hilchot Shabbat. One of the foremost experts. Him and Rabbi Gelber Shlita. And they both were asked about this Shabbat elevator. So they researched it and spoke to engineers. And they issued a psak. And they issued a letter to this engineer called Rabbi Harel. Mr. Harel that people who use Shabbat elevators, this is the best Shabbat elevator possible. There is no uh, problem with it. This was written in Cheshvan of this year. Tavshin Pei Gimel and Cheshvan of this year. And they issued this letter. And, uh, and I, I usually get the, the Shabbat HaGadol Drashot. And this year, Rabbi Rubin uh, published his responsa, Why It's Allowed. I'm not going to get into the whole intricacies of Shabbat elevators, but there are uh, four or five different issues uh, whenever you're dealing with a Shabbat elevator. Number one, when you're dealing with an elevator in general. I was, uh, for my son's l'chaim uh, uh, in Baltimore, so uh, we traveled to uh, Baltimore this year, and I was... Uh, I, I had a problem with my feet then. I had a problem with my, with my feet. I couldn't walk much. So I wanted to stay Shabbat, and I wanted to stay a place where we could daven right next to there. So I found this hotel in um, Washington, D.C., called the Churchill, right next to the Chabad. And the Chabad there, his name is Rabbi Shemtov. So when I was there, he said over a story that there was a... There was a, uh, uh, an ambassador. You know, there's a lot of ambassadors that live in that area from... If I if I if I if I'm not mistaken, Bahrain, which is a Muslim country, an Arab country, and the ambassador is a woman who's an Arab woman from England, but she's Jewish, an Arab Jew. <laughs> I mean, she's she totally she totally identifies Arab and she totally identifies Jewish, right? So uh, uh, you know, Arab in culture, Arab in her citizenship, but she's Jewish. So he went to her to ask her if she would join. Uh, services for Yamim Noraim. She said, Rosh Hashanah, no problem. But Yom Kippur, I can't. Why? This is a totally non-religious lady. Yom Kippur, I can't drive on Yom Kippur. She said, no problem. There's a Churchill Hotel right over here. You could stay. She says, I can't. I could go, but I can't take an elevator. <laughs> so, I can't take an elevator. It's in, it's in the hotel. So, um, so he said, no problem. I could get you a, a floor that's, uh, that's low. So, elevators, you know, you could keep you, you, you could be mechalel the whole year, but baruch, but uh, when it comes to Yom Kippur, even the people that are very far off, Yom Kippur they keep. And elevators as well. But here, what could be the problem, potential problems with elevators? There's always sensors. That's number one. And these sensors work to, to make sure when a person comes in uh, and they make sure that the door doesn't close on a person and they make sure that there's no disruptions in that regard. And you're using electricity when you do that. Number two, there's all types of weights that are going on to make sure that the elevator is properly balanced. And when there's too much weight, then it causes that the elevator doesn't um, doesn't function properly. So 
when a, so also the system has to modify itself. And then on top of that, whenever a person is going down, so because of his weight, he is making a connector when he goes to the next floor, and he's also causing some type of connection of electricity that's happening. Uh, there's also, whenever the elevator goes down, if you notice, it goes down, it goes up a little bit just to, like, to straighten itself. And then also there's, because of your weight and because of your, your, your positioning, it helps the elevator come to its place. And always when you're in an elevator, it increases electricity. So there's all types of complicated issues. I'm not going to get into all the complexities of Yilchot Shabbat, what's called whenever you increase current. There's a big machloket. Rav Chaim Greinerman says that Chazadish would have forbade. Shom Zalman said it was allowed. And I'm not going to get into all those intricacies, but there is such a thing called Shabbat elevators that stops at every floor, that in hospitals or the like, they are permitted. And in certain buildings, for people who need it, they per, people permit them. Okay? Shabbat elevators. Right? Regular elevators is a whole different ballgame, and you'd have to ask your Rav whether it's allowed or it's not allowed. It's really, a, it's really a big question. Some Rabbanim say it's worse going down than going up, which is better for us because going up is usually harder. Because going down, your weight is causing the connection to stop, and it's causing, it's causing the place to... to it's ca- you're causing that connection when you're going down. When you're going up, you're not really doing too much. There's a very, very complicated... Uh, list of issues over here that one has to deal with. But to make it a long story short, this Rav, this, I'm sorry, this contractor came up with a Shabbat elevator that there's not going to be any, um, any influence of weight whatsoever in this, when this person is riding the elevator. Number two, there's not going to be sensors. There's not going to be sensors. And, um, and, and when, it's going, and when a person is going up, it's not going to increase, or it's going down, it's not going to decrease, nothing like that's going to happen. He figured out a way how it's safe and how it's able to run with no human intervention whatsoever. Uh, the only problem was that when somebody goes in and the elevator door starts shutting, so it notices that the person is there, so that's the whole question. So he's going and he's coming in. And it seems to be, so these Rabbanim wrote that they felt that it was enough of a, of a, of a grama, and if it's enough of, of um, taking away, uh, uh, you know, taking something that would have worked anyways, and you're just uh, you're just going in the way, but then you're leaving again. And there was a little bit of controversy about that, back and forth letters between them and somebody called Rabbi Weber, and it, it came out that they permitted it. Okay, so they permitted it. Um, they also wrote in the letter that there has been times beforehand that. Uh, Revel Yashiv was asked about different uh, situations of of elevators, and and they would say that if it's done in a way that you're minimizing the chashashot, the the chashashot isur for the people who need it, so they permitted it. That was in Yerushalayim. In Bnei Brak, it does seems to be they never permitted such a thing. And the Rabbanim of Bnei Brak had their suspicions and their concerns that once you start allowing this, now I'm not talking about hospitals, that could be a different category because it's for real necessities where we allow even the Rabbanans in certain cases. I'm talking about just living, making a building l'chatchila because you can't live in other areas. So here you need the vision and the psak of G'dolei Ador. So... These Rabbanim, Rabbi Rubin and Rabbi Gelber, understood 
that the Gdolim in Yerushalayim probably would allow such a thing. So they went ahead and they allowed it. It came out that the, that the, there are certain Rabbanim in Bnei Brak didn't agree and they said, and they said that if you're going to start being matter these type of Shabbat elevators, who knows what's going to come down the line? Maybe you'll also make a car that will also eventually run through different type of grammas that you're not doing anything. You'll go into a Tesla that's a self-automated Tesla and, and it's not going to stop. So, uh, so, so Rabbanim in Bnei Brak forbade this. Now this is a big problem because it seems to be that the construction was already in place, what to do or what not to do. So Rabbi Rubin, Rabbi Gelber, and another Rav called Rav Sariel Rosenberg, they asked the Gedolim Ador last month, ER, they asked Rav Gershon Edelstein and Rav Dov Landau, the great Rabbanim of Bnei Brak, what to do. And you think Rav Gershon Edelstein, very, um, I wouldn't call lenient, but very uh, soft and understanding, and he, he would see a, re, a room, room to be more lenient. And he absolutely took a hard stance over here. And this is one of the last sakim that he gave. And his opinion, uh, uh, along with Rav Dov Landau, is that despite the fact that halachically they solved more or less the issues, but there is a concept over here of, 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 of opening up the door to technology that we don't know where it's going to end. So, uh, so they didn't want, they didn't want to allow this. And to the, and to the, um, credit of Rabbi Rubin and Rabbi Gelber, they came out publicly and said, we follow what the Gedoliador said. So we understood that it's going to be allowed, but that's irrelevant because once we spoke and we got the vision and the perspective of these great giants of Rav Gershon Edelstein, which is probably the last public psak that he gave in his life, he said, they said that, he said that, uh, they said that, that we are retracting our psak and, and, uh, and we are not going to head with, uh, with, with giving a permission on this elevator because of their vision of what's going to happen. There's many cases like that of these different technical, technological advances that have come out over the years. And, and, and some of them the Gdolim said absolutely permitted and some of them the Gdolim were absolutely against them. Timers, Ramosha Feinstein, when timers came out, he was against them. But the Gedolim decided, most of the Gedolim decided that timers are acceptable on Shabbat and not only for lights, but for other things as well. And that's what we do. So there are things in technology that we use. There are other things that they presented to Rabbi Yasha, for example, a certain type of toothbrush that's going to circumvent all types of halachic issues. He didn't want to allow it. He says, this toothbrush and that toothbrush, nobody's going to know. And he didn't, he didn't want to allow such a thing. Whereas Shabbat elevators, apparently he would have thought it was okay. So this is going to depend upon the Ruach HaKodesh that HaKadosh Baruch who gives to the Gedolei Ador in our generation. And these Gedolei Ador felt very strongly that it was forbidden. And that was the Gedolei Ador that we had then. And they, uh, they led the way in this. So that's the final tzak of Rav Gershon Edelstein uh, and a perspective on Shabbat elevators. Chazaku Baruch. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.